there's this presumption that the, the craft coffee has got to be better because you paid so much for it and it comes from a fancy name like Blue Bottle <laughs> when actually we just want honest, candid answers in the fussy coffee culture. We want to know, is it actually worth its price? Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This is episode 60. I am Joe Darnell, your host, and joining me is my friend of the internet, Mr. Aaron Dowd, the podcast dude. How are you doing, Aaron? Joe, I'm doing fantastic, man. You have a really good radio voice, <laughs> I gotta say. Oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> no, that was that was good, man. I've learned that when I'm using this particular kind of microphone, I have to speak more fully and kind of like flesh out my sentences to get the air out, or my microphone can't really appreciate anything I say, so I try. I'm a fan of people talking like that so keep keep going but yes to answer your question i'm doing fantastic thanks for having me on the show today man this is great it's my pleasure you know and the reason you can geek out about these things uh, listeners is that aaron is the podcast dude that's what i call myself the official one <laughs> that is his domain name that is his twitter handle and aaron has really resolved to tackle the world of podcasting for all of us if you've ever been interested in making a show then you need to find out some of the tricks that Aaron shares with his own show and gets that's a pl great place to get started. You know, Aaron, just earlier today, I was answering email from a friend online who asked me, what would I do to get started with a blog portfolio and podcasting? And one of the things I did was I recommended your show. So Thank you. It is th these things just happen, Aaron. Yes, yes. Well, okay. And here's here's why I love podcasting. Maybe we'll talk about that later. But I love listening to podcasts. And a few years ago, I was just tired of hearing terrible sounding podcasts and just people, people screwing it up. I was like, okay, I, I got to help. I got to help people. And I realized the best way to do that was to, was to write blog posts about it. That turned into a full-time business where I was editing podcasts for people, giving them advice, having Skype calls, doing consulting. And then I, you know, I started a podcast. I was like, I'm going to teach everybody. And it's mostly, it's mostly common sense stuff. But if you care about making a great podcast, there's, there's some things you can do. And so that's what I try to teach on my show. And so, yeah, anyone interested in podcasting, uh, the podcastdude.com, that's where it's all at. Great, great show notes for every episode. You can learn a ton there. So, but Joe, I, are, are we going to talk about coffee today or what, man? Well, yeah, you beat me to the punch. Last I checked, this is called Top Brew. Yes. And I'm so glad you could be on a fun episode like episode 60. It just seems like more of a milestone whenever I can have a, a interesting guest for a rounded up number like episode 50, 60, 75, or 100. Yeah. It was episode 50. We had... Mike Hurley from Relay oh, really? on Top Brew, and that was a cool deal. I remember way back in the day, I showed that guy how to use plugins in, in Logic Pro 10 when he first got it. <laughs> well, there you go. See, we're going to make the rounds. Before you know it, we'll have all the Relay guys and the 5x5 crew on the show because the whole world, the whole podcasting industry runs on coffee. Yes, yes. That's one of the reasons why. I wanted to talk to you because I found on your website, you say that all of your work <laughs> runs on coffee. And fussy coffee. then you explained just how fussy you are with your co coffee. You know, one of the themes of the Top Brew series is that you can either go one direction and pursue quality coffee on a consistent basis and have a delicious beverage in every cup. And if you go that way, you probably wind up drinking less coffee. Hmm. Then if you are more of your mainstream coffee drinker, it's less about the quality and more so about the quantity you get in in a day. 
So there are people like my mom, you know, she has her six cups a day and it never phases her if she's using craft coffee beans or something lesser. And I think that you're somewhere in between these two extremes where you're using fussy tools, but you care a lot about your quantity and more so than <laughs> the quality. And so you do your best to maintain a high level of coffee intake. I, I yes, I, yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, but that is not, that's not to say that I don't appreciate amazing coffee. I don't necessarily make it. And maybe we can get into that. Uh, I, I have plenty of things to say about that. So where do you want to start first, man? Let's just start with how do you take your coffee? What do you do in a day when you start your first cup of coffee? Okay, so my schedule currently looks like this. I wake up fairly early. On my good days, it's 3, 3.30, 4 a.m. Most days, it's 5 or 6 a.m. I, I like waking up super early, so I've been pushing it, but it's hard to do because you have to go to bed super early if you want to wake up super yeah. early. I got to be in bed by like 8, which uh, sometimes is hard because you know, life, but okay, my coffee. So I wake up, first thing I do, jump in the shower, uh, go make breakfast, usually like a vegetable omelet. I love vegetable omelets with cheese and sriracha. Mmm, good stuff. So <laughs> after that, I brew coffee. And the way I brew coffee, I use an AeroPress. It's a big, f found the AeroPress, uh, I don't know, maybe six months or a year ago. Been a big fan of it since. So I have an AeroPress, but, but the AeroPress sits on top, put the beans in there, you know, hot water in there. The AeroPress sits on top of a, of a small blender. So maybe like mm -hmm. a, it's just like a $15, $20 blender you can buy from Walmart. It's a, it's a, a, not a super nice blender, but it just works. It's meant for like, I don't know, smoothies or whatever. <laughs> so inside of the blender, I put a little bit of really nice chocolate milk or a little bit of almond milk and then a, just a tiny bit of butter, grass fed or organic butter. So the AeroPress mm. goes, gets, gets pushed through there. The coffee comes down into the blender with mixes with the milk and the butter. And then with the, with the AeroPress still on top of the, of the, of the blender acting as kind of like a lid, I blend it up. So it's, you know, blend up, <laughs> blend up the coffee. And what comes out is this really rich, smooth. It, it almost has the consistency of a latte, but it's yeah. not quite. It's, yeah. it's AeroPress coffee mixed with some, with some milk and some, uh, some butter for some thicky creaminess. It's kind of, you know, I'm sure most of your listeners are familiar with the bulletproof coffee thing. It's not quite it like would, that. It would be akin to that, but it's not the it's same. Not yeah, quite it's not quite the interesting. But It's your t own take on it. It is the, the not the grass-fed butter coffee drink, but it's the butter, uh, yeah, it's the butter coffee still. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, gr grass-fed is great, but I have to drive 30 minutes to get to a grocery store that has it. So most of the time I just buy organic butter from the, the Brookshire's that's by my house. Yeah, same here. I, I feel that pain because <laughs> we do have a Whole Foods, but it's on the other side of yep. town. But they are putting in another one that is 10 minutes away. And I know it's just going to shake up everything that we do in our <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> and you're going to be spending a lot of money there too. It, it, you know, Aaron, I'm sorry to say, but we, we may just have to create a new show called the Whole Foods <laughs> Show or something <laughs> like that because it's bound to happen. Yeah. Now, what you do with your coffee is you got your milks, your your butter, which you you invent your own creamy concoction in in the blender. That is interesting. How do you maintain cleaning it up afterwards? I rinse it out with hot water. <laughs> okay, pretty quick, like right after you make your cups. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. I don't because I imagine there would be film pretty fast. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I I rinse it out real good. You know, the blender and also the air the AeroPress is pretty easy to clean. If anyone has one, they know. It's unbelievably good. It, it, I use the AeroPress every day. Oh, yeah. And that is one of my favorite features is just how easy it is to keep it clean. You know, it, it's been an evolution for me. Uh, it started a long time ago, as most people start with just regular like drip coffee. 
And somebody showed me, maybe it was at Starbucks or something, they showed me the, the French press. And then I was all about the French press. I thought the French press is freaking great. I, I think a lot of people know that a French press can often make too much coffee. You don't want to drink three and a half cups mm-hmm. <laughs> every time you make a French press. Yeah, it's a chore also to keep it clean. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and then I've broken them on the sides of garbage cans sometimes by tapping just a little bit too hard, the glass ones. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's always a bummer because then you go without coffee for a couple of days while you wait for a new one to come in. And then I discovered uh, maybe Marco Armin or somebody else was talking about the AeroPress. So I tried one, it's 25 bucks, fell in love with it. Well, and then shortly after that, I was also starting to get into the Chemex. And the Chemex, uh, big fan of it, but it's similar to the French press in that it's time, kind of time consuming. And it can often, I mean, it, it's cool because you can make as little or as much as you want in a Chemex. What I discovered though, is that coffee made in the Chemex, for some reason, seems to be much stronger or... I don't know if richer in caffeine is the right way to say it, but it it, it always kicks my butt so much more than AeroPress coffee. I agree. And I'm not exactly sure why it does seem to have more acid to it, like acidity to it. That's one of the other things that's complimentary about the, the AeroPress, even though it is a pressurized coffee, which produces more extraction. Hmm. For whatever reason, it comes out with less acidity. I don't understand the science behind it, but it has less of that that like sting that you get from the acidity in its taste. But it also seems to be more even kill when it comes to the caffeine. I noticed that too about the Chemex. And I, my cat broke my Chemex, the glass. Oh. And that was one of the reasons why I moved away from it. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't, so I don't use it often, but... Every once in a while, I, I don't know. I, I try. So one of the one of the questions you're going to ask me in the future is it okay if I mention that you have questions? Free, yeah. Okay. J- jump around. So one of the questions that you're going to ask me uh, later in the show is how do you control your caffeine intake? My initial response to that was like, well, I don't. Why would I want to? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm kind of joking. Uh, I, I do. I actually don't enjoy that that caffeine jittery feeling. And so one of the things that I really enjoy about the way I make coffee with the AeroPress with a little bit of milk uh, and a little bit of butter is that it seems to it seems to delay and i think there's science behind that but like the the caffeine caffeine molecules bind to the butter and then it releases it in your body slower yada 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 so i i find that drinking an aeropress gives me much less of a jolt but it, it seems to make it smoother maybe over time so instead of getting a kick in the butt right away it's it's just a little bit more awakeness over the next couple hours the chemex for whatever reason just just kicks my butt and so i don't i don't want that very often so, hmm. so I, I, I think that's why I go with the AeroPress most of the time. Okay, but, but it's not just an AeroPress. Just as essential to the AeroPress in your coffee routine is the blender. Do you know what kind you got? Is, or is it just a pretty standard kitchen blender if you, of sorts? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a very, it's, it's smaller than like one of those normal glass kitchen blenders. So it's about the size of So it's of the a, kind that would make like a 20-ounce smoothie. Maybe, maybe a 20-ounce smoothie. Maybe like a 16-ounce smoothie. It's, it's pretty small. Hmm. Uh, one okay, one cool. AeroPress fills it about... 70 80 percent with a little bit of milk in there yeah okay well then that is pretty tight because the aeropress makes maybe four to six ounces of coffee uh, extract that you start with okay well then do you shake things up or is that the kind of coffee you drink all day that at home that's the kind of coffee i drink all day if i go out i like a i like a latte just a straight latte from starbucks um i don't drink their even though it's more expensive to drink a latte i don't like their straight coffee as much anymore uh, and then anytime I go to, if I'll go to a, a coffee shop to work cause, cause I work remotely, then I will try a latte or a coffee that they have. But if I, if I go, it, it's pretty similar at those places. I do a little bit of cream, 
Um, usually not butter, although I guess I could. I, I don't necessarily like butter unless I can blend it. And that might just be a mental thing. It probably <laughs> probably would end up the same if I stirred it with a fork. Uh, and then as far as sweetener, I, I try to, I try to, in my diet for my health, uh, I try to do as little sugar as possible. Just straight across the board, not just coffee, but just straight across the board. I try to avoid sugar as much as possible. Uh, refined sugar. And so I will do honey for sweetener if I get really, really bitter coffee. Hmm. So I have found that, that makes a lot of sense, especially when you're drinking from a coffee house. Yes. It seems like that's more of a tendency of the drip brew or the air, the espresso from a coffee house in the States is to encounter a lot of bitterness. Yeah. And it, it, it all kind of depends, but yeah, if I, if I do encounter that, I'll put a little bit of honey in there and a little bit of cream and it, and it works great. Smooths it out. Okay. Makes it tasty. Well, we'll take a break now for our first sponsor of this week. We have the Magic Coffee Truck. I want to say a little bit about them. They are an online coffee laboratory of handmade coffee confections like no other. Sharon, the cook in the kitchen, is revolutionizing chocolates and coffee infusions by going all organic and using cascara in her original recipes. Magic Coffee Truck's coffee beans, beverages, treats, and syrups are reasonably priced, mm. and they're just out of this world. All of their scrumptious edibles are made by hand right here in America. Sharon and her crew of woodland creatures are brilliant and offer you something remarkable in every bite. I'm not kidding here. I'm not exaggerating. I've been eating this stuff, and they're just, I, I'm spoiled now. I don't <laughs> want to eat Rice Krispie treats anymore, Aaron. All I want is the, her toffee. This is good coffee snacks. We're talking about chocolates here and choco dipped coffee marshmallows. Oh man. <laughs> they got caffeine in the marshmallows oh, and they're these oh. gigantic fluffy coffee marshmallows that they dunk in melted chocolate with dark roasted coffee oh, Lord. in the chocolate and the marshmallows. I'm looking at they, this right now. They have just the right soft pillowiness, the, the right amount of wholesome sweetness, the, the, the kind of thing you want to treat yourself to. Yes. And I don't know the, any other kind of marshmallows that taste quite as fresh as the Ma Magic Coffee Trucks because it, their freshness is written out on the label when they were made. Nice. And usually the treats that you can find in stores are factory made and wrapped in age-old boring plastic that annoys you uh, to tear them open, you know, and, and you got to find like a Ziploc clamp that close them up or something. Mm -hmm. But not with these. The Magic Coffee Truck packaging is just, they're beautiful, they're delicate, they got golden twisty ties on them, they're attractive for display. Sharon understands the idea that today's coffees and chocolates should be a highlight of your day, so you deserve a magical experience in every package. Shop for these stupendous handmade delicacies at magiccoffeetruck.etsy.com and use the discount code MAGICALLYCAFFEINATED to get 20% off any order over $10. My huge thanks to Sharon for supporting Top Brew and making the world a better place from her coffee laboratory. This website looks really, really awesome. I'm looking at these marshmallows right now. I might make an exception. I know I don't, I said, I just said I don't do sugar, but oh my gosh. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they are really on the sweet side and I don't normally care for this level of sweetness. Like about the sweetest thing I can tolerate is a Chick-fil-A lemonade. They, they just got like the, <laughs> an extreme level of sugar, but th this stuff takes the cake just every time. I I, I like my, my sweets mellow, Aaron, and mm. I, I put no sugar, no honey or anything in my coffees most of the time. So it's saying a lot that I can handle this kind of chocolate. Mm. So Yeah, all this stuff looks good. So thanks, uh, Magic Coffee Truck. Great name, by the way, too. <laughs> That's easy to remember. 
Magic coffee truck. I think about Lucky Charms every time I'm reading the mm. the, the thing, but they're way better than those. <laughs> right. This is a great segment uh, into our next uh, topic, though. Yes. So, uh, which is the kind of beans that I use. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, so what kind of beans do you use? Okay. Okay. Let me start off by saying that I think I told you before the show, and I think some of your listeners, some of you guys listening right now, you, yes, hello. Hope you're doing okay. Might be a little bit upset about the kind of bean that I buy and use. <laughs> and uh, Joe made me feel better about it, but I will preface this by saying this. If you want to, Email me, Aaron at thepodcastdude.com. That's A-A-R-O-N at thepodcastdude.com. Or find me on Twitter at thepodcastdude and tell me your favorite kind of bean because I am totally open to knowing and to trying new things. But right now, currently, Joe and listener, hello. I am using eight o'clock coffee beans that I buy in a big bag from Amazon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Aaron, I'm sorry. I would love to give you an intervention. I'm sure some of the <laughs> listeners can help. We can open up a chat room in Slack. Okay. We'll please, please, I'm open. I have a Joe. I have a problem. I need help. No, okay. So, so, and we <laughs> talked about this, and, and the reason is because I make a lot of coffee. I told you, and on an average day, I drink between two and ten cups of coffee. So it's a lot of coffee. And until recently, I was a struggling small business person. <laughs> I uh, I transitioned from a, a terrible factory job in 2012, 2013 into web design, and then eventually started my own podcast editing company. I was not bawling. I was not making a ton of money. So I wanted decent coffee, but I just, I had a lot of bills to pay. You know how this is. Yeah. And, and so I was, I'm like, I couldn't afford to buy, you know, $20 a pound coffee because I drank so much of it. Things are a little bit better now. I've got a, I've got a full-time job with a, a client and a close friend and Sean West, go check out seanwest.com. Fantastic dude. And, I, and, and money's a little bit, it's not like I'm not freaking out about it quite as much anymore. So I'm open to new choices. But you, you said you had some really good thoughts about that. Just the fact that if you drink a ton of coffee, really expensive coffee can be expensive. It is. Yeah. And it makes complete sense. You know, my mom, she drinks some diet sodas and she has decaf coffee and regular coffee in the house all the time because uh, she's allergic to water or something, I guess. <laughs> but that, no, actually, it's that she just enjoys caffeine on a regular basis. Yep. She has very early mornings and sometimes late nights. Yep. She's usually cooking, a, you know, around the clock. She, you know, she, this is what she wants to do. And so when she is preparing something for her beverage choices, she, she wants to have caffeine at the ready. And because it, she's making herself like a whole French press worth batch of coffee at a time for herself, mm -hmm. it, it, she cannot afford to regularly go out and discover, you know, fresh beans. What she wants is something that is more readily accessible. So she has gone the cheap route as well. And she's used the more affordable beans alongside of some specialty grade beans when she could get her hands on them. She's not opposed to one or the other. It's, it, you know, she can taste the difference. But like you, if you're going to be consuming a lot of coffee a day, more than five cups a day, I think it makes more sense to start looking at your cheaper options because you want something that's con more or less con more convenient. Because when you are buying fresh coffee beans, you can expect to pay a premium price and they're not going to be as readily accessible. So if your if your entire life cycle is built around 
a lot of caffeine every day and there comes a day that you're out of the fresh coffee beans and guess what? You're not using eight o'clock coffee beans, <laughs> then you're going to crash. It's going to be a miserable day because without the caffeine to maintain your equilibrium, you're just a goner. <laughs> and I think that it would be easier. Yes, Aaron, it'd be easier to maintain a backup supply of a couple extra bags of coffee beans. Mm. If you're, if you're going on the cheap, if you buy two or three bags of eight o'clock coffee at a time, because you run out of one, you know, ooh, I got a backup supply. I'm okay. Yeah. And well, the, the, other, the flip side of this is that if you, if you are ready to experiment with craft coffee, then I highly recommend that you use something that's a subscription service that gives you a different kind of coffee to try for the month or uh, twice monthly. Mm. Th there's a company called Angel Cup. And what they do is they send you different kinds of roasts from different kinds of roasters from all over the world, and they can send it to you at the frequency of your choice. They're just samples, though. And so you give them a blind taste test with the Angel Cup method. You try their beans. You fill out a little survey, like, did you like these beans? And then they can tell you more about the beans, like, here's their origin. Here, here's what they are. So they want your objective perspective on the beans before they tell you where they came from and what they're like mm. so that the prestige factor doesn't influence what you thought about the beans. <laughs> and, and you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. You, there's this presumption that the, the craft coffee has got to be better because you paid so much for it. And it comes from a fancy name like blue bottle <laughs> when actually we just want honest, candid answers in the fussy coffee culture. We want to know, did this coffee actually, is it actually worth its price? And so blind taste tests are the way to go with that. And mm. I think the Angel Cup has the, the best tried and true method of finding that. I like that. So yeah, as I said before, I'm open to suggestions. I'm not above trying it. I, I just, sometimes I feel very overwhelmed because I like I go to the, it's not a Whole Foods, but it's similar central market here in Texas, Fort Worth, where I live. There's a central market here and no joke, they have... I would guess 50 to 60 t different types of fancy coffee. I don't know if craft is the right word, but I know there's a bunch of different companies, big and small. And these are, most of these are coffees I've never heard of before. And, and so it's just overwhelming to even know where to start. So if anyone has suggestions, if they have a favorite, I'd love to hear them, you know, send me an email or tweet Aaron, Aaron at the podcast, dude. And, uh, and uh, I think besides, so I will check out Angel Cup and you have, uh, you have a brewing company, don't you? We do. Yeah, I, I was actually a part of a team that started the Crasher Coffee Company. And I might as well now go ahead and give them their sponsor, Reed. They're the other sponsor of the show. Oh, really? Oops. <laughs> yeah, good timing. <laughs> we just stumbled into this, you know, honestly. Tell me about this. Tell me about this. The honest truth is, is that I use the Thrasher Coffee all the time. I'm subscribed to them. They are a small batch roaster here of high quality, responsibly sourced coffee from the Metro Atlanta area. Nice. If you want to know what matters most about the coffee beans, it is the freshness. When you want to get the most flavor for every pound of coffee... You want to look for fresh coffee and Thrasher doesn't roast until you order so that you can be assured that the beans that you brew are as fresh as possible. Eric is still involved behind the scenes with Thrasher, but mm -hmm. he, my co-host doesn't regularly roast for them now. Mm -hmm. But the others that are roasting at Thrasher, they gather the beans from all corners of the world and craft coffees to perfection. Every bag that they send you is a true 16-ounce pound. They don't skimp on you and give you the 12 ounces that many other roasters pack. Yeah. That's 30% more beans, if you think about it, with every bag of beans. And so they're offering you the best value with every brew. 
Thrasher doesn't roast for supermarkets. They roast exclusively for the coffee drinkers that are ready to get subscriptions for coffee and see the coffee show up at the door for the best convenience in the world. You know, the discerning coffee lovers like you that enjoy a good cup of joe or just your average joe that wants a little bit more convenience and not to ever run out of the coffee beans at home. So the only way to ensure that you get those beans in a regular cycle is to sign up with their coffee subscription plan. Purchase uh, the, the coffee at thrashercoffee.com, buy the pound, order by order, or go ahead and sign up for the beans to be automatically delivered to your door every two or four weeks. Plans just start at $17.99 per pound, and shipping is always a flat rate of $5. You choose from their seven different kinds of roasts, and then you choose how often you want them delivered to your door. And Thrasher always treats top brew listeners like the smart coffee brewers that you are. So you'll get an exclusive 25% off when you use coupon code TOPBREW at checkout. So my thanks to Thrasher Coffee for supporting the Top Brew Podcast. And uh, thanks again, Aaron, for that great segue. <laughs> well, no, yeah, and I'm curious because now I get to I get to try that. I get to, maybe I'll try the, the what was it, Angel Cup? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get, the beauty about a service with Angel Cup is getting to try different coffees from all over the world. And then with the beauty of a company like, say, Blue Bottle or Madcap or Thrasher is getting essentially the same roasts month in and month out. If you identify the kind that you really enjoy, you like this flavor profile, then you can keep getting that again and again. And so there are different experiences between the two. Excellent. Excellent. So I'm going to try that. Okay, so is there any kind of coffee gear on your wish list? Any way that you would like to change things up? Uh, you know, experiment with cold brew maybe later this year, and who knows what? Is there anything tantalizing your taste buds, Aaron? Oh, now that you bring up cold cold brew, oh man, like you got to be careful with that stuff. <laughs> that has that has messed up my day more than once. I love it, but holy crap! Uh, now, actually, goes, is that going back to the caffeine concern? Y- yes, that's one of those times where like. That is a lot of caffeine, even for me. It's It sounds then like your experience with caffeine is very similar to mine in that you you really do appreciate the energy kick from caffeine, yes. but you have to be wary about how much you take in before you get the jitters. I respect it. it. it it's just, it's just like this morning, I don't know why, but it, I guess... I, I had two cups that were a little bit too close together. I, I get up early too, and I had two within three hours because I felt like I needed the second yeah, one. Yeah. But then at my desk, my my wrists were trembling while I was trying to type. And that's just not an experience anybody wants. <laughs> yes, you have to respect the power of caffeine. <laughs> you, you use it, but you, you use it, but you respect it. Yeah, so <laughs> so cold brews, I, I don't do those too often. That's like a every once in a while treat out, out in the wild. Um, no, actually, what I would like to do is I'd like to get an espresso machine because I like Excellent I like choice. espresso and I like, I like lattes. And I, I would make them, but I've never bought one. I've never owned one. I've known people that have owned one, but I haven't got one. So if anyone listening has some recommendations for good but affordable, I, you know, I don't know what they cost. My guess would be like $100, $200 for the entry-level ones and maybe upwards of four and $500. I, I don't think I would want to spend much less than $200. So if there are any good ones for that, somewhere in that range, I would mm, love, yeah. to, love to get some recommendations from your audience. You know, that that is a good guess. And I think that if you found one that was already a, a high-end or higher-end espresso machine that was maybe $200 that was on sale, mm. then that'd be an excellent way to go. And you can find those online for sure. A- another recommendation I do want to hear from the listeners, 
But another recommendation uh, would be some some of my friends who go the espresso route. What they do is they find espresso machines that are previously used. I'm all about that. That, that are yeah that are worth several more hundred dollars, yeah. and they get a great price on them because they found them on eBay or Craigslist. And because the owner just is ready to get rid of their espresso machine, here's the 600 Or maybe upgrade, yeah. Well, yeah, here's the $600 espresso machine, and they don't expect to make a lot off of it. So they're going to sell it for $150, and that happens. So yeah. that is a great way to go because good espresso machines are a lot like good speakers, Aaron. You, know, yes. you get some speakers, they'll last forever, the good kind. And the more broken in they are, the better. Mm. And as long as you maintain your espresso machine really well, then it does the same thing. It just gets better with time. So um, there's no harm in getting a used espresso machine. I'm all about used gear. You know, this this microphone I'm using is an SM7B. I bought it used. The audio interface I'm using, bought it used. The audio preamp that I'm using, bought it used. My MacBook, I bought it used. I think the only, there's only a few pieces of electronic equipment that I bought new. And one of them, the only one I can see right now is my iPhone 6S, 6S Plus. If you're going to go with an Apple product, it doesn't hurt to get the new ones. You know, well, no, that's true. But but like the the laptop I got, it's a fantastic laptop. Oh, yeah? Uh, it, a 13-inch Retina, um, 2.8 gigahertz i7 processor, 16 gigs of RAM, 512 mm-hmm. uh, gig SSD. Uh, Great model, but it's a late 2013. I bought it this year. You know, two years old, but still nice. fantastic. But I got a great price on it. It still works fantastic. It's a powerful machine. You know, bought it used. Mm. Totally fine. Yeah, same. What's good for the MacBook is good for the espresso machine. Exactly. So I'm gonna I'm looking at that. But I I I'm I am mostly clueless. I would say completely clueless about espresso machines. As far as what I know is that I've seen a few in Starbucks, and that's about it. <laughs> Yeah, well, see, that's the thing, Aaron, is that I don't think many of us have a daily experience with an espresso machine growing up. You know, mom and dad mostly had electric drip coffee makers. Yeah. So if you're one of the lucky few who had experience with espresso machines coming up, y- you got to understand you were blessed. And <laughs> the rest of us don't know what you know, and you need to share it with the rest of the world. Share your knowledge, please. Mm-hmm. Okay, so going back to the fact that you do drink a lot of coffee how do you maintain like the frequency of the coffee beverages? You know, you're not getting up every five minutes to make coffee, no, but no. you routinely have it many, many times a day. So I was telling you earlier about my, my daily scheduling thing. And what I do is I have a, uh, I have a, a notebook that's called the, the self journal. People can Google self journal if they want to check this out. But basically what it is, it's got the hours of the day uh, spaced out on the left side of the page. And then I assign tasks, things that I want to get done right next to those hours. So maybe from, seven to eight, I'm going to write maybe from nine to 11. I'm going to work on show notes for the last podcast episode I did from noon to one. I'm going to have lunch from one to four. I'm going to edit a podcast. So there's these little transition points. And oftentimes I will make coffee during those transition points or just whenever I feel like it. (laughs) So I start my day off after I, after I wake up and I take a shower and I get breakfast, I'll drink a cup of coffee. Well, then maybe I'll write for an hour or an hour and a half. And then I'm going to take, I'm going to stand up, I'm going to stretch, I'm going to go make another cup of coffee, <laughs> sit back down, work for a couple hours, get up, take a break, maybe go for a run, get another cup of coffee. So it, it, it's kind of like that. It's these natural times where, and I mean, I, I have a standing desk at home. I don't use it 100% of the time. I'd say maybe 60% of the time I'm standing. The rest of the time, I'm just kind of moving around my house, maybe sitting outside on my front porch. Hmm. So there's these, there's these times where I get up and stretch. And if I feel like having another cup of coffee and then I'll go and make an AeroPress. 
one of the luxuries we have as self-employed guys working from home yeah. or, you know, with the team you have with Sean West that you do work from home, that oftentimes while you're incubating your thoughts about your work projects and you're, you're making your plans accordingly, that brewing a cup of coffee is actually not distracting you from your work. Oh, no. It, it is a nice way to stretch the legs, to get away from the desk for a minute and to process the information you've had on your mind for the last few hours. Yep. No, that's definitely true. Yeah. So, okay. Well then what is the, uh, now this is a big picture sort of lofty question, but I like to ask our, our guests this question because <laughs> we do have unique answers to it every time. And I'm also seeing a trend across the board from every one of our guests with the, their answers to this question. Don't tell me, but I, I tell me after I answer it. Yeah. What is the most important thing about coffee to you? I think that since I wake up pretty early, I really enjoy having a nice hot beverage first thing after showering and breakfast. During the summertime, most of the year here in Texas, it's not super cold, but it's it's kind of chilly. And if I'm running the AC full blast to com combat the 105 degree heat, <laughs> my house isn't super insulated, then it is kind of cold in the morning before the sun comes up. So I enjoy that hot beverage. And then it's also a little bit of energy in the morning. And, but it's, it's kind of become part of my morning routine. So I have these habits, you know, wake up, shower. Uh, running is another habit that I really, really want to get into. But coffee is definitely a part of that. And so I think that's one of the most important things, just a little bit of, a little bit of caffeine, a little bit of warmness, you know, going down my throat. Like a, It's just enjoyable to me. But, you know, sometimes I wonder, I'm not going to lie, I'll say it. Sometimes I wonder if, I would be better off without coffee. I would save a lot of money. Uh, I've heard about, I've heard good things about coffee, caffeine. I've heard bad things. You know, science is always, can't seem to make up his mind about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it is, it is an expensive habit and a time consuming habit. But for the most part, it's not one of those things where I'm noticing significant side effects. Like I used to be a smoker and I could definitely notice how I, how terrible I felt after cigarettes and eventually I switched to e-cigarettes and I even quit that recently as well because it, it's, there's nothing necessarily good about that. I know it's just bad stuff going into my lungs. That's not good for me, especially now that I'm doing more running and I'm planning on trying to win a 10 K race next year. Hmm. So awesome. So what is the most back to the question? What is the most important thing about coffee to you? I just, I like how I feel after I've had a nice cup of coffee, the way I make it with the AeroPress and the blender and the, the milk and the, and the butter. It just, it's a nice way to start the day. And that is exactly the exact same answer that my brother gave me. Hmm. That it boiled down to the warmth and that that led to the ritual. That changes everything because he, he doesn't get that kind of warmth from any other kind of beverage. And it's not like he wants to eat soup every day to get that kind of warmth. <laughs> that's not a so, bad idea. No, that's a lot of calories. <laughs> we would spend a lot on our budget on soup if we went that direction. What's your favorite kind of soup? Now I got to ask. Uh, dude, I, really enjoy I would say probably vegetable beef, vegetable steak. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a country Georgia boy. Yes. <laughs> I, I cannot claim Texas. I, I really enjoy uh, clam chowder, actually. Mm. That's always been my favorite kind of soup. I don't know why. You see, I, I, st I stay away from anything chowdery. Well, I, okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I don't know why. Did you grow up with it? No, I don't think so. It's just one of those things that there's something about it that I, 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 I think I tried it once when I was eight or 10 years old and just thought it was super fantastic. 
I enjoy many other kinds of soup as well, but for some reason that's like that's just the one. It's like it's like a favorite color, you know. How do you decide what your favorite color is? Well, one day you just kind of notice that this color is your favorite. Uh, mine is blue, and that's that's what it is. It's now it's your favorite color. Well, and the chowder now explains the milk and butter <laughs> in your coffee. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe I enjoy creamy things. I don't don't know. (laughs) All right, Aaron. Well, last question then for you. One of the most important questions, actually. It's it's very revealing. What is your favorite mug and why? Okay, I like this question. Uh, Oh, actually, can we circle back just a second? Um, Sure. So you, you said that you noticed a trend between people. And and was that the trend you were talking about the warm warmness and the routine in the morning? Well, there are usually three different answers I get. And the number one answer I get is because it is a social experience. That is, This is a beverage huh. that everybody is having. And everybody winds up talking about coffee and talking about the experience they have. And that's something that everybody can relate to, like the weather. You know, you can instantly relate to any other human being when you describe what's happened to you in the last 24 hours with coffee. And, and that is one of the, that is like the number one reason huh. that people get into coffee. Okay. I don't give the, a crap the, about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I see the benefit, but I am not one of the kind for, the kind for small talk. So I'm not going to talk to people about the weather and I'll, I'll <laughs> usually not talk about coffee with people unless it has to do with the show. Right. Ironically. Right. It's like, if you want to um, know about my coffee, I'm going to tell you about my coffee, but I don't care. Like I don't nerd out with people with, about coffee that often. <laughs> it's just not, there's other more interesting things to nerd out about. I guess it's because of the branding that car- it's carried along with it. Mm. And, and that's probably the second most you know, significant reason is, well, not the branding, but the caffeine. Yeah. The second most large reason that we have gathered was the caffeine intake. And third would be the warmth. Cool. So two out of, th- so, two out of three is not bad. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what's, so what's my favorite mug and why? I will say there I have a mug that is... Um, Slightly bigger and short, maybe shorter than average. And I think these kind of mugs are starting to become more commonplace rather than the traditional kind of skinny, like, I don't know, what is it, six or eight ounces? Yeah. Uh, this one is a little bit wider, a little bit fatter, lower, lower sitting to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got it from the Circles Conference in 2015 in Grapevine, Texas. This is a conference for creative people, designers, developers, uh, anyone who creates things for the internet like I do. Great conference. Uh, it was from, I believe, Jeff Sheldon of Ugmunk fame mm. uh, designed this one. And it's it's black. It's got white speckles on it. On one side, it has the Circles 2015, a little logo, uh, the Ugmunk logo underneath that. And the other side, it just says, never settle. And I just mm. really like this. I really like this mug, one, because it's kind of like shorter, rounder, fatter than average mugs. And the way I make coffee... In my blender, I make a little bit more than would fit into a traditional small-sized mug. But I don't want a nice. super, super huge mug, although I have one. Maybe I'll send you a picture sometime. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want a picture on Instagram, there, there's an excuse. Make one for Instagram, and we'll put that into the show oh, notes. Oh, okay, cool. Definitely. I will, do, I will do it for this one then. But Never Settle, Never Settle speaks to one of my, uh, I don't know if you values, call it, one of my values. Th- core values. Yes, I was going to say philosophies, but I think values is a, be- a better word. And it's that you should always be looking at everything and asking, how can I make this better? And you have to be careful with this because you don't want to live a life of perpetual unsatisfaction per per se. I am all about being happy. And I believe one of the best ways to be happy is to choose to be happy with what you have. But at the same time, 
I'm always about trying to do better. Like I, I always want to be a better person. I want to treat people more compassionately. Uh, I want to be more empathetic. I want to do better with my writing. I want to improve as a writer. I want to improve as a podcaster. I want to improve as an audio engineer, as a drummer, as a friend. I, I always want to be improving, but but I don't want to be the kind of person that is just angry because everything isn't the way that he wants it to be, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's kind of a hard balance, but I like never settle because it, it means that you don't, to me, it means that you don't have to sit back and just accept that the way things are. I believe that I have control over my life and I believe that we all do and we can all change things for the better if we want to and if we're intentional about it and if we're purposeful about it. And mm. I would like to, I would like to improve my life. I would like to improve the lives of the people that I come into contact with. And so never settle. Just it, it speaks to me. It just says every time I see it, I just think be happy with what you have now, but believe that everything can be better. And so I guess I'm an optimist in that way. I'll, I really love your answer. And that's one of the best answers we ever had about coffee mugs because it speaks to your entire philosophy. I like that a lot. Thank you. Thank you. I wish there were more mugs like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, you can find, you can find hidden, uh, hidden meaning in every mug. So I mentioned, uh, I mentioned a, a big coffee mug earlier. I have this other mug that I got because I was born in August. So I'm a Leo. And so Leo is, I don't know how many of your listeners know this, but it's the, the line symbol, I guess. So we're very, we're very, um, I guess you could say egotistical, prideful, and flamboyant isn't quite the word, but like we like attention. We like being large and in charge, you know, and I'm no different. There but, you have it. There's your so, so it's this gigantic white and orange mug and it's just so, <laughs> it's just so big. And it, so maybe it's kind of like my person and my public personality. I'm not always crazy nice. and loud, but I, I tend to, uh, I don't know. I identify with that. And so it's a great mug for that reason, but it's, it's massive. It's probably two or three times the size of normal mugs. <laughs> Sweet. I'll put up a, I'll, yeah, I'll send you a I'm picture guess, of that. I'm too. guessing it's one of the 15 ounces. I I've seen oh, those around uh, and my wife loves those. You think it's larger? I think it might be larger. This is, this is, this is like wow. two and a half, three cups pretty easily. It's a, <laughs> oh, wow. it's a kind of, it's a kind of mug that if I'm going to go on a car trip and uh, I'm bad about forgetting to like wash out my old uh, thermoses. And so they get really mm -hmm. gross. It's not cool. Um, but if I'm going to go on a car trip somewhere and I want to make coffee and take it to go, I will put it in this mug because it's so big <laughs> that there's not a very good chance of it fall the coffee splashing out of it. Cause it's so okay. I'll send you Does it fit in the cup holder? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it probably doesn't. That's but awesome. I like it. That's commitment. That's commitment to <laughs> it, your personality. You got a mug that represents your principles and the other mug that represents your personality. Yeah. Yeah. I like it's it. It's pretty solid. Well then Aaron, thank you so much. Where do you want people to find you online? People can go to the podcastdude.com if they're interested in learning about podcasting. If you want to see a little bit more about me, I write on medium, just Google uh, medium or what is it? Medium.com slash at Aaron Dowd. Uh, and I also write at Aaron Dowd.com. A-A-R-O-N. D-O-W-D. You can follow me on Twitter at the podcast dude. If you enjoy Snapchat, I'm on Snapchat. It's Aaron C-W-A. Aaron C-W-A. And I'm sure you'll have links of, of all this stuff uh, in your show notes, correct? Absolutely. Where can people... You'll be able to play, yeah, find them in any kind of podcast player that you're using. Fantastic. Thank you, Aaron, so much for being here. Dude, on this, this was a was great a time. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. And I, I, I think that people don't realize just how fun it is 
to geek out about coffee, even if you're not a geek about coffee. Yeah. It's, it's an enjoyable experience. I like geeking out. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. Thanks everybody for listening to episode 60 of Top Brew. You will find the show notes at topbrew.fm slash 60. If you would like updates from Top Brew, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at topbrewfm. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash topbrewfm. If you have coffee topics that you would like us to discuss in a future episode, send them to us on Twitter using hashtag AskTopBrew, and we'll be sure to answer those in the next episode. I also want to give a huge thanks to our sponsors, starting with Thrasher Coffee. Use the coupon code TOPBREW to get 25% off of your first purchase and enjoy the craft coffee like the rest of us. And also, Magic Coffee Truck. You're in for a real treat from Sharon's handmade coffee snacks and chocolates and the like. The syrups? Oh, I didn't even mention the syrups. From this one-of-a-kind coffee laboratory, use the discount code MAGICALLYCAFFEINATED to get 20% off of any order with uh, $10 or over. I am Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening to Top Brew. Top Brew.